those two extremes that I really see in the spiritual space of like no pain at all, don't be in the low vibration emotions, toxic positivity, bypassing, and then the other end, do the shadow work, be in your shadow, feel the pain, no pain, no gain. Um, And both of those things have a place in our healing, I think. But I find that the actual place that they belong is more towards the middle on both ends. So we have maybe a smaller spectrum and maybe we spend more time in the middle than we do on either end. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello, welcome to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. Oh, I don't know about you, but I've definitely had a very heavy weekend. Um, I'm recording this on Monday, the 27th of June, and this goes out tomorrow or today when you're listening. Um, but I am, I think, as you know, I am in the U.S. I'm in New Mexico. Um And on, I think it was Friday, there was the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, which will have devastating consequences and effects. Um, Yeah, and I've been navigating those feelings of grief and fear and kind of feeling angry, but not being really tapped into the anger that I kind of expected I would feel, if that makes sense. And kind of feeling like shame about that and feeling, yeah, really confused and really overwhelmed. And so as I navigated that, I I watched myself navigate that and I watched the, the conflicting thoughts that I had and emotions that I had um, and wanted to make an episode about kind of the things that I'm thinking about and feeling through um, in the hopes that it can kind of help you or provide comfort for you. Um, You know, I'm not going to be talking a lot about abortion in general because I don't want to, you know, there's so much information. There's so much, so many sources of places that we can figure out what's happening and um, the risks and what could potentially happen, um, that I feel like I don't need to cover those things. I don't really feel like I need to do a debrief on what's been happening. But if you feel like you need one, of course, I'm sure it would be very easy to access on the internet. Um, so just as a heads up, I'm not super going to be focused on the like logistics of this, but more the processing of this. I'm not going to tell you that there's a right way or a wrong way to process any of this either, because there's certainly not. The one thing, if you want to stop listening right now, (laughs) 
the one thing I would want you to gather is that whatever you are feeling or doing is valid and that it's okay to be maybe a bit more compassionate or gentle, gentler <laughs> with yourself than you're being. And it's okay to take it day by day and it's okay to honor your needs, right? That's the main thing that this is going to be about. But I'm going to start with saying that your feelings are valid. I know that for me, I just shared that I have really been in sadness and grief and confusion and fear, but not super into anger. Um, and seeing everyone around me being really in their rage, so justified. Um, there was a protest Friday night, Friday evening where I am. Um, and I think there were protests everywhere all weekend. Um, and like, I felt like, oh, well, a good feminist or a good advocate would go to one of those protests. But I like didn't feel, I mean, I felt angry logically, um, but I didn't, like, I wasn't really feeling that like fieriness in my body. I was feeling like curling inward. And so instead of forcing myself to go to anger when I'm not ready, I let myself really sit in the sadness, which I think has been really, really helpful. I know that when I don't, I forgot what the first state was in those handful of U.S. states that passed the like heartbeat bill where abortion was no longer legal after six weeks, which effectively overturned Roe v. Wade at that time, right? Um, but I remember feeling so deeply um, and then kind of immediately feeling nothing and really pushing those feelings aside. And then I noticed that in the weeks and days to follow, like kind of anger that didn't really make sense, a lot of irritation was bubbling up. And I noticed it coming out with things that didn't really like maybe like slightly annoying things I would be like very deeply irritated about and it like didn't super make sense to me and after a little while of this I realized oh I'm reacting to I'm like feeling fearful and angry about these decisions in these states and it's and I'm not allowing them so it's bubbling up here instead and so this time I feel really grateful that I was able to sit in my sadness and I was able to cry a lot and able to like sit in that fear and confusion. And it didn't feel good. <laughs> it didn't feel like awesome. And I think even myself as someone who like wants to guide people through that and knows that on a lot logistical cognitive level it's uncomfortable to sit with emotions that we aren't used to or that we're very used to, but feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like it, I want to feel like my emotions are productive, right? Like if I'm talking about them and journaling about them and transforming them, then that feels productive, but literally just being sad and making no effort to not be sad felt really, um, foreign and really strange. And so I felt, I feel very proud of myself that I'm able to like sit in that sadness as uncomfortable as it is. Um, but I also found myself not only judging that I wasn't feeling angry, um, 
or whatever, or like even judging myself for the sadness because I was like, well, what's that going to (laughs) do? Right? Um, Is feeling like my feelings weren't valid. Like I said, I'm in New Mexico. And all like where we are right now, abortion continues to be legal here. Um, And, you know, there are so many other things that are up in the air as well and that have been um, getting increasingly worse, right? Like, like LGBTQ legislation, especially in schools, um, has been horrendous. Um, but, and like, I feel upset about that, um, obviously, but then there was some judgment of like, well, you're with a man right now. Like you don't need to be upset or you don't have children, so you don't need to be upset or like you're in a state where you could, you and your loved ones could access abortion if need be. Um, and like kind of trying to talk myself out of those feelings and reactions. And while I think it's important to, of course, note our privilege of where we are or the resources we have or the situations that we're in, it's also more than justified to be upset that in the surrounding, in the states surrounding me, in the country that I'm a part of, that fellow people with uteruses can't get the healthcare that they need, like, and the, and fear of like, what's next, right? So those feelings are all very valid. Even if you're kind of trying to, that inner critic is kind of talking you out of them. Your feelings are absolutely so valid. And I'd like to encourage you to the extent that feels safe, of course, to be with those feelings. So this evening, which is um, Monday evening, so this already happened, <laughs> um, I'm hosting a emotional like embodied release event um, for my community. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I want to give that example because um, like, I think it's something that we can do on our own as well. And I am going to... Um, release the playlist to my, um, email list. So if you're on it, you will have gotten the playlist. And if you want it and you're not on my email list, um, you can DM me on Instagram or email me and I will send it to you. All the contact information is all over the podcast and my website. So, uh, that will be easy to get in touch with me. But what we're doing is, um, it's modeled off of the swamp technique by mama Gina. And I learned this through my time at the SWA, uh, which is hosted by Marley Liss. You may have heard the episode with Marley, or you may have heard the ads I've been doing for Marley. I think, I don't know when those have been coming out. (laughs) I just put them in and leave them. But um, yeah, um, her like co-facilitator, Gina Marie, hosts a lot of swamps, and she's so wonderful. Um, And that's where I learned this practice from. But basically, um, we come in and we set an intention of what we would like to kind of put in the swamp, (laughs) into that like collective swamp. And then through like dance or movement or embodiment in general, we can drain the swamp and kind of feel through our feelings on every level and then kind of release it and go forward. Doesn't mean that you're releasing the feeling forever, but it does mean that it's been able to move through you a bit more easily. We often try and think through things, um, and that is not always like we might just start to ruminate and ruminate and not feel right. That's definitely something I fall into. 
Um, so it's going to be three angry songs. And during those angry songs, you can do whatever feels good to your anger. Sometimes I can't really connect with anger, so I like don't do much. But sometimes I'll stomp my feet, punch a pillow, throw a pillow, scream into a pillow, my poor pillows, <laughs> uh, whatever that looks like. Sometimes I just like, mm, <laughs> like dash my arms and about and um, dash my hair about. Um, and then we move into three songs of sadness. That can look like crying. I like to get like a blanket and wrap myself up, maybe just like laying there, maybe looking out the window. It's been raining here. So maybe I'll do that tonight. Just look out the window, pretend I'm in my like teen angst again, um, like stretch, roll around, right? Um, and then into like sensuality slash joy. And that can also look whatever it looks like for you. And then I like to close with the meditation. Um, so if that feels good for you, you can do that on your own. Maybe you will have joined me yesterday slash today. Um, or you could do that with a friend. I've also done it just with friends. So that's been really nice. Um, and on the same, like this is so contradictory, but not. It's also okay not to feel things. And it's okay to want to distract yourself too. I think... We are such all or nothing creatures as humans, it seems. And so once I was like, okay, well, I want to sit with my emotions. I want to sit with my grief. I was like, well, here comes a weekend full of being sad. <laughs> and it's like, I don't have to be sad all the time to be feeling my feelings, right? So it is okay to distract yourself or to take breaks or to focus on things that also feel good, right? I think that can be like a really fine line that I have noticed we always need to come back to. Tonight I'm recording an episode with my friend Mal, who's been on the podcast and is going to be on the podcast, but I'm going on hers, um, the Millennial Therapist podcast with Mal and Nail. Such a good one. Um, and we're going to talk about Teal Swan and like, not just about Teal Swan, um, but like spiritual bypassing and the opposite of spiritual bypassing, like trauma bonding and like encouraging. Yeah. Like just that, like those two extremes that I really see in the spiritual space of like, <clears throat> you know, no pain at all. Like don't, don't be in the low vibration emotions, uh, like toxic positivity bypassing. And then the other end, which is like, do the shadow work, be in your shadow, feel the pain, no pain, no gain. Um, and both of those things have a place in our healing, I think. But I find that the actual place that they belong is more towards the middle on both ends. So we have maybe a smaller spectrum and maybe we spend more time in the middle than we do on either end. Although I have found like great healing on either end. But when we stay there for a really long time, I think where we find that those two ends are rules, uh, we tend to not uh, do so well, <laughs> right? Um, and oftentimes there's a swinging that we have to do between the two and then we can kind of naturally balance out too. So I think that's also very natural. Um, but yeah, I don't want to encourage you to be like, just ignore everything. <laughs> just don't feel like, just feel good. And I also don't want to 
encourage you to like, just feel really shitty, (laughs) right? Like find that balance of what works for you. Um, One thing I've done in the past is when processing really hard things, I'll schedule in an hour or 30 minutes or even like five minutes, even less if that feels too much, right? To just be like sad, just to be angry. And then at the conclusion of that time, I'm like, okay, it's time to wrap it up. It's time to move through my day. And that was really helpful last year when we experienced um, like a loss in the family um, and like all the stuff leading up to that. I like couldn't really be in that those feelings because like things were needed, right? Or um, I had a really hard time in April with um, some resurfacing PTSD stuff, but I couldn't sit and like, I did have to work. Like I did have to live my life. I also wanted to enjoy my life. Um, But so I like scheduled out times where I like completely embodied and indulged and felt all the emotions and then had times that I like processed out of that and into kind of feeling like putting that on the back burner, I guess. And so, yeah, it's a super fine line, like I said, and feel free to find that in yourself and play with that a little bit. Um, But it's also like okay to distract yourself. Um, After a morning of feeling pain (laughs) on Saturday, um, then I ordered a pizza because I had a free pizza because of how much I ordered pizza. (laughs) And I watched Once Upon a Time, which is so good. I remember watching it when I was little, or not little, but like younger, a teen. Um, so yeah, rewatching that slash watching the parts I haven't seen and just kind of like leaned into distraction and something that felt good. Um, and then like came back to it later that night. Um, I kind of said this alluded to this, but there's no one way to process and, or be an advocate. So like I said, if you're not feeling called to going to protests, if you don't have an interest in calling your representatives, um, Whatever that looks like, if you don't feel like posting, if you don't feel like talking about it, that's fine. I don't just do like do what feels good to you and do what feels in alignment to you. One practice we could we could do, <laughs> you could do, <laughs> anyone could do is maybe closing your eyes. You can do this with me if you're listening while you're not driving. So don't close your eyes if you're driving. Just listen to what I'm saying if you're driving, but mostly focus on the road. (laughs) Uh, But closing your eyes, perhaps, and starting with a couple deep breaths, breathing in through the nose, out through the nose or mouth. And just noticing all the sensations in your body. Noticing places of tension or discomfort or emotion, tightness, noticing the places where maybe there's spaciousness and ease, noticing where there's numbness or nothingness or neutralness. And then asking yourself, your body, your intuition, what you want to do next. Do you want to protest? Do you want to call? Do you want to post? Do you want to talk? Do you want to share? Do you want to donate? Do you want to sit? 
Do you want to cry? Do you want to feel angry? Do you want to distract? Do you want nourishment? And then you could always pause this and do this for longer. But if not, coming back to your body, coming back to the breath, and slowly opening your eyes. So maybe that gave you clarity in this moment, but maybe you could practice that as you navigate the situation going forward. One thing that I that came up for me that I thought was interesting um, and is like true, all of this is very true for non-abortion related feelings, right? Um, but this like all really came up for me and I think is coming up for a lot of people, which is why I'm using this topic to talk about it. Um, but you could come back to this um, for other things too, right? Um, one thing that really came up for me was feeling a pressure for myself to focus, like change my perspective, change my mindset, um, focus on non, non-judgment and acceptance um, because that's something that has been really important for my practice to focus on, um, but like did not feel so in alignment this weekend. Um, like I don't, and I just want to say it's okay to not do those things. Like I've talked about them on the podcast too of, you know, opening or changing your perspective, focusing on abundance or gratitude, but you don't, and I think I said it then too, but I want to clarify now that there are times when that won't feel good, right? Like there's no rule. And that can be quite frustrating. Like I said about the pendulum of bypassing and like intentional suffering. Um, there's no rule of when, you know, it's, it's, it's such a balancing act and it's, you know, can't be black and white, black or white, I guess, um, is the thing. Yeah. Like how you don't have to feel, you don't have to wonder how this is maybe a good thing or how this has its benefits or how you can accept the situation radically, radical acceptance. You might want to maybe someday move into that. And I'm sure I will want to move into acceptance, like, like, an empowered acceptance of like, this is what it is. I don't want it to be this way, but for now I'm accepting what is like, I might want to move into that in X amount of time, but I don't feel aligned with that right now. Like I feel aligned with being like upset. I feel aligned with not focusing on the positives. I don't want to like toxic positivity, sugarcoat this situation for myself. So I just want to give you permission that if you're feeling that like, I should be feeling this. Um, I should be focusing on this. I should be having a broader perspective. Um, you you can release that. You can focus on what is, and you can just focus on the fact that you think this sucks if you think it sucks. Um, and then also the non-judgment piece. Oh my gosh, just a continual journey with me. Such a journey. Um, one that I started not when Trump first got elected, but in that, in that time, um, I felt, you know, I think I've shared this. I felt very judgmental and really uncomfortable with, um, 
people that I knew or didn't know who had different beliefs than I did. Um, and I also like really struggled with that, um, in the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but I mean like the early to like last year, that's when I really felt that struggle of like feeling kind of judgmental about people who didn't see eye to eye with me. Um, and who acted in different ways than I did. That is, yeah, it, it still is really hard, um, to be honest, but it's something I like really had to work through and really had to change my perspective around and how can I accept them and love them and how can I see things from their point of view, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's a really good thing to do. I stand by that. And like, I just don't have to do that right now. Right. And you don't have to do that right now. I think if you're feeling like if I was feeling, I'll say, like every day, really angry, really resentful, really judgmental, then it would be probably time to think about releasing that. But since this happened just a few days ago, I don't need to be working on judgment right now, right? <laughs> um, there's a podcast that's my favorite, favorite, favorite. It's called Just Break Up. It's really, really good. Um, it's like a relationship advice podcast, but I think it's much more than that. It's it's really great, and they're both queer, and I, I just love it so much. Um, and one of the co-hosts, Sam, not me, Sam Blackwell, um, shared that his therapist was saying to him when his dad died, um, this, is a t- this is not a time of self-betterment or self-improvement. This is a time of maintenance. And I think that also applies to this as well. So I, I've been thinking about that like third-hand advice <laughs> I got <laughs> from that episode or from those episodes where he mentions that. Um, you don't have to be like doing the work on yourself and, you know, like you can just be in maintenance. I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I noticed those feelings of judgment really coming up um, I'm fine. I'm fine judging politicians and like big figures because I don't know. I just am. Um, but it feels sticky for me when it's like someone I know or acquaintances or people I just like follow on Facebook or have talked to. Um, cause I did see people that I follow celebrating the news on Friday and this weekend and I felt such a reaction and felt like really upset and I ended up unfriending those people. Um, and we weren't close friends. We weren't like, so I, I felt like that was okay. Um, and like, I kind of felt judgmental about myself for that. Like, wow, why would I let this cloud how I feel about them as a person? But I think as long as you're not lashing out at anyone or hurting anyone, if you have that response, I think it's also okay to, to be in that and like not sit in it for very long, but like to let that move you, I guess. Um, like it's okay to not want to be around people right now who really disagree with you or yeah. Cause I think, I think maybe what it is. And I just used how I, I, I just used the example of not liking the word productive when it comes to emotions, but I'm going to use it now. So another contradiction, but I think it's productive when we can be open-minded and have an open perspective on other people's opinions and go into conversation with them or even thoughts about them 
in a way where you're willing to not judge them <laughs> or you're willing to ease your perspective on them or your criticisms criticisms about them, I think that's when it's a productive, maybe safer space to be in. But if you don't find that you have the ability to do that, then I think the safer option is to maybe remove yourself from seeing them or taking measures to not see what they're posting. You don't have to unfriend them, but maybe just muting them. They don't know if you've muted them. Like, I think that's okay. I don't think you're you're bypassing doing that work or whatever. I think it like wouldn't be healthy or productive or it's not the time for you. So you don't have to do it. Right. So it's okay to take space from people who you don't really want to talk to right now. And also, like I said, are you going to have like an open loving conversation with this person if you saw them and you know, it would be unavoidable to talk about this or would you get into an argument Or would you end up feeling more charged towards or about that person, Um, right? Like would would one or both of you be approaching each other with hatred or disgust, right? If that's the case, then I think it's actually much better to take that space, right? As I began the journey of shifting my career to a job that aligned with my values and beliefs, having an education in health coaching has been transformational. Through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, you can become a certified health coach to empower your relationship with food, health, and wellness, live your dreams, earn while you learn, and embark on a new path. Join the global community of like-minded change agents who are here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to create the life you've always dreamed of by clicking the link in the show notes. And by doing so, you'll receive $2,000 off tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off tuition if you choose the payment plan option. Or you can mention my name, Samantha Nagel, spelled N-A-G-E-L. Discover how to take a holistic and nourishing approach to health and wellness today. And on the same topic of space from people, it's okay to take space from the media, right? So one thing that you can do is block keywords on most news apps or even Google or um YouTube kind of haven't found a way to do it on YouTube, but I have found ways to do it on YouTube. Um, I think Instagram, you can block comments with keywords, but for both YouTube and Instagram, what I found is that you can, if you see a post about Roe v. Wade, I also did this with the Depp Heard case because there's so much nastiness about Amber Heard that was, um, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but I, and also it was like very triggering content, right? Uh, I didn't want to like be surprised by that kind of like deeply traumatizing content when I was just on the internet, right? Um, so I, I blocked keywords like Depp, Heard, Trial. Um, you can block keywords like Roe, Wade, Abortion, Access, Healthcare. I mean, 
you know, um, whatever that looks like for you. So you can block those keywords from like BuzzFeed or you can go to your explore page or like just wait until a post comes up and you can click the like three dots in the upper right hand corner, I think. And there's an option here. Let me just look at it. There should be an option to say, um, show me, don't show me content like this. Let me go to my explore page. Um, all right, I'm just gonna, this is a post on mold toxicity. Um, oh yeah, it just says not interested. So you can click not interested. And then it will say, this post has been hidden. We'll show fewer posts like this from now on. So now I'm not going to learn about mold. Um, but you can also do that on YouTube. Um, I think you can hover over it or do something similar. Um, and there should be some option. It, it, it's uh, intuitive once you get there. Um, and yeah, I know that a lot of people have been posting as well, um, people that you follow and can't necessarily do that not interested thing, um, or they've been posting on their stories. Me too. <laughs> so, um, but I noticed like I was waking up in the morning, like yesterday was Sunday for me. I was, I woke up and the first thing I did was check Instagram. And the first thing I did was see posts about this. And while I like being aware. Um, it was also hard on me to have that be the first, like such a startling thing to see first thing in the morning. Um, yeah. And so I think it's really, it's always great, I think, to be mindful of how we're consuming the news and media. Um, but I think it's also really important to do that in this time as well. When we know that our feeds are going to be really saturated. The news is going to be really saturated with this kind of content. So I think it's really important to be really mindful of how we engage. Um, so similarly to how I said that I will like create times when I'm busy, especially to like be pissed off or sad or whatever, I would encourage you to like do that for your media as well. Like, and I did that with, um, the trial as well. Um, I should have posted, I should have like said something about that sooner, but not something about it. Um, but something similar to this, but whatever, um, is I knew that watching that content was really triggering for me and made me feel a lot of things and like, wasn't necessarily helpful. And I was also deeply curious and I wanted to know what was going on for, you know, whether that was healthy or not, I don't know, but I did. Um, and so I, I would tell myself, like, do not watch those YouTube clips now. But if you really want to on Thursday at 3 p.m. or whatever, you can. Like, save them till Thursday. If you really need to watch it Thursday, you can. Um, and I would also set it up so I would play, like, calming music in the background of the videos as well. Because you can open two tabs of YouTube and do that. Um, I, like... <laughs> put the computer screen really far away from me so as to like create space. Um, and I'm laughing because that sounds silly, but it felt very helpful. Um, I would like check in in increments and be like, okay, like, am I still okay to watch this? Um, and like kind of act actively making those decisions and asking myself for consent every step of the way. And I think you can do that with um, this as well as checking the news is like, am I like, can I just wait until five to check the news and then like have 
have enough space for me to check in and ground before watching, maybe even during, and then certainly after. Because I would find too, like the example of yesterday, I was like all worked up first thing in the morning. And then I didn't debrief from that. I just like launched into my day with this like feeling of like overwhelm. Um, and then I made decisions about my day-to-day life from a feeling of overwhelm and it just didn't feel very good or feel very aligned. My day kind of just felt like, ah. <laughs> um, so I think it would have been really helpful if I had had a purposeful debrief of like a transition, um, maybe even space to like embody the feelings before releasing them and moving on. Um, so yeah, I would really recommend that if you have the space for that. And kind of similarly, I want to talk about balancing, like this whole episode is just about balance, isn't it? And like nuance (laughs) Um, and how that balance has no equation and I have no idea how you're going to balance it. (laughs) So helpful. Um, A balance between knowing what is and not being and not living in future fear constantly and the balance of knowing what could be and being like reasonably and rationally prepared for possibilities. Right? So I am going to reference what's happening. I'm trying not to like be too triggering or whatever, but I will reference what's happening because I feel like that's kind of very vague. So for example, right now, as I'm recording this, I also don't know what's going to happen. Of course. Um, Roe v. Wade was overturned, and now it's up to the state. So it's a state-by-state basis. A lot of people are talking about, rightly so, how this might affect things that also used Roe v. Wade or things that are in relation to it, kind of, like gay marriage being one of them. Or, um, I don't know, I can't think of another one, but I know there's many, many more. Um, and so how do we, how do we hold space for that? Right. Knowing that there is the like potential for that to be something that we are facing. And also it's not something that we're facing right now, right? It's very real and it's very rational and valid to be fearful about this. Um, especially because people in Oh, it's so awful. People in places of power have been talking about it and have been very vocal that if given the chance, they would like to repeal something like that or take that away. Um, but also knowing like that's not where we are, right? That's not what's happening right now. Like as of right now, that's not the case. And I hope that's the case when you're listening to. Um, yeah, like how do we hold space for both of those things to be true? Um, And how do we hold space for the emotions of that too? Because we can, what I just said was such a cognitive thing. Like I can know this and I can know this, but that's all knowing. That's all thought process. Like how does that apply to your body and what you're feeling about the situation? And also thinking that, you know, your nervous system, your body doesn't really know the difference between an actual threat, an actual danger that is is happening or will happen soon or is a potential of happening soon. Um, and also like 
a potential threat that hasn't happened, but we're talking about it and we're scared of it, but it's not like an immediate danger to us. Our body doesn't know those differences. Our nervous system doesn't know those differences. And so having, so at the same time of holding that nuance and that space for two existing things and finding a balance between them, like also having the compassion and awareness that our body and our head right now isn't necessarily aligned. So our body might be having responses that our head wants to like think ourselves out of or think ourselves into. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hope that made sense. But yeah, like I don't have an answer for what that balance is and I don't have an answer for how to do that. But I think the best thing we can remind ourselves is that it is really nuanced Um, and to have like that really deep self-compassion for ourselves whenever we remember of reminding ourselves, okay, I don't need to beat myself up for being nervous because my nervous system is activated right now and it makes sense why it's activated. Why wouldn't it be? right? Having that compassion for ourselves is so important. There's so much going on too. Like I was thinking about this and similarly to what I just said, feeling judgmental towards myself. Why am I even focusing on this? You know, um, hearing that like inner critic be really critical and reminding myself like, well, how am I supposed to react? This isn't something you know, life doesn't come with a handbook in general, but this is so not something that we're prepared for. Similar, that's something I reminded myself a lot in the start of the pandemic too. Like, and also reminding that too, like we're still in a fucking pandemic. <laughs> like we're, our bodies are still in fight and flight or recovering from that like intense time that our nervous system went through or is going through right? Like that impacts how we're reacting to this news as well. I think we forget that. We forget that because it's not even that the cases aren't as bad, but things have like gone back to normal. Or if you're vaccinated like I am, like there's a little less fear there about dying. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean to get on this, but just like knowing like that's a lot for you to handle. And even if we have different opinions on the pandemic like at some point you didn't like something that happened (laughs) whatever you thought about it you weren't pleased so knowing that that is resonating in your body you were fearful of something even if it was different than what I was fearful about um yeah and then on that note just like being I think I'll end with just that reminder and that invitation for you to be really kind to yourself to your body, to all the parts of you that are reacting to this. And know that I love you and know that whatever you're feeling is valid, knowing that this is really scary um, and knowing also that we're getting through this hopefully together and that we can hopefully move through this together. Yeah, I'm just sending you so much love. Um, Yeah, and I hope this helped in some way. And until next time, take care of yourself. I won't stop. There we go.